Fly Perspective Perspective Podcast. Getting my notes and stuff together, man. I just heard a, a doop in the other room where the bathroom is, and uh, my cat Yang fell in the toilet, bro. Yeah, so he's good now. You know, I, I dried him off. He's licking his paws and shit. I just gotta know from now on to keep that toilet seat down. Um, yeah, like they say, curiosity kills the cat, and definitely after on having a cat, you know. I definitely see he's very curious. He's always into something. You know, that's why you got to make sure you don't have anything around that can hurt or harm him. I had to move my plant. I got a plant. I named him um, Lil Yachty. I got a plant, Lil Yachty. He over there. I had uh, had to take him out the window, though, because, shit, the cat climbed up in the window. I look over. He chewing on the damn plant. So I had to move my plant to a higher dresser. But it's all good, man. Today I was... um, riding home from doing some errands and you know how your day get thrown off by like an errand you gotta run at the last minute so I had to do something for my grandmother and didn't plan on doing this I had to go you know a whole different direction that I planned on going and I ended up at this stoplight where I seen like this older guy like I was waiting on my grandma's food at uh, White Castle I seen this older guy he was at the bus stop and he had this like little pail like a little tin can pail with a handle on it and there was fire coming out of it and so but he was just sitting at the bus stop you could tell he was homeless or whatever and as i'm waiting on the food i see the fire truck come you know come up pull up on him you know they just got the can from him and talked to him and then put the you know put the fire out and took the can but i was just like damn like but you can clearly tell like he had some mental problems just by the way he was acting like buddy straight lit him a fire on the on the bus stop you know what I'm saying? And it's freezing outside, you know? There's this other, like, homeless guy, and it's sad because you see him, like, with, out there with mental health, man. It's, like, it's crazy to be homeless and you got, like, mental problems. Because, like, this dude, he just stands at the bus stop, um, you know, asking people for money at the light. But he's, like, talking to himself with a holding a sign up. Like, really, you scaring people away from giving you money because it's, like, you just yelling stuff out and you're talking like, I, I, every time I pulled up for probably the past six months, I've seen this dude talking, like, yelling and, like, screaming and, like, looking very angry. And it's just sad. Like, man, he's homeless and he just out there. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm sure he probably has no way of getting no medicine, you know, because medicine nowadays is it's through the roof. 
I had to go get some medicine for my great aunt and um like the insurance premium changed and I said, yo, you know, about the insurance. And she said, oh, it's still on there. She said, you know, the original price of the medicine is like $640. And then, you know, she just got to pay 80 bucks. And I was just like, damn. Like some medicine without insurance was 600 and something dollars, my man. Wow. That's crazy, man. You know, and in them moments, man, you got to thank God for the small things. Thank God for having health insurance, man. Because you ain't got no health insurance out here. You kind of screwed, bro. Like for real. Lately, I've been watching some dark shit, man. I don't know what it is, but lately, I've just been watching a lot of dark television. I'm talking about from First 48. Like, I really be watching First 48. Like, I used to just be like, man, that's kind of freaky, man. You watching straight murder scenes and this and that. But now I understand and I see why. Because that shit is low-key trill. But it's, like, sad that, you know, you're seeing actual people getting killed in situations that just be crazy as hell or be pointless at times, you know? Uh, also, I watched something crazy called the the Night Stalker on Netflix. Bro, do not watch that at nighttime in the dark. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, man. That made me make sure all my doors was locked. The heat was in reach. You know what I'm saying? Like everything was secure and locked. Windows, all that, bro. It's about this serial killer, like a, a unreal story. Like, but it's real. It's like an unreal situation uh, where this dude was like just doing all these murders and sexual assault cases and uh, uh, cases of, uh, what is it, pedophilia? Uh, all kind of crazy stuff, but in, like, different, like, he'll go, it'll be like, he, he killed somebody here, then he drove uh, 15 miles, raped somebody at this house, drove another 10 miles and uh, assaulted somebody, drove another 10 miles, killed somebody, you know, it's like, and over time, like, that shit was just crazy as hell, and then to see the man when he get arrested, Oh, it was so weird because you could just tell, like, dude was just not all the way there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so definitely, if you if you like that horror type stuff and crazy stuff, crazy documentaries, check out The Night Stalker on um, Netflix. Um, what else have I been watching that was dark? Oh, uh, wasn't pretty dark, but it was had a dark twist to it. Uh, the documentary was on uh, Hulu, and it was called Three Identical Strangers. And, man, long story short, I thought it was about three people that looked alike that had different mothers, da da da, you know. Um, but no, it was actually they were ad- adopted. All three were adopted by different families. But it goes to a bizarre turn about, um, you know, how they were split up at birth and the adoption agency wasn't supposed to do that, etc. To it goes to show as far as like. Okay, they were split up in different areas and put in different families because they were actually being put on study by, like, a psychiatrist at a university. Like, so they was, like, studying the behavior of triplets. They were raised in different uh, households, low, middle, and, you know, high class. Like, it was crazy. But then it also took a, a sad turn because, you know, they found out that their mother, their biological mother, has suffered from, like, mental health, etc. And then one of the brothers ended up, you know what I mean, having the same thing. And, man, it was crazy, bro. It was sad. Very sad. I mean, I didn't tell you guys all of it. I told you some of it. You know, they went to, you know, when they found each other, went on tour and was going crazy in Studio 54. And if you missed my podcast when I talked about Studio 54, it's a documentary on Netflix, I believe, that it was on uh, about Studio 54. Any celebrity you can name was in there in the 80s, you know, coke to the gills, you know, kicking it, going crazy. So definitely, if you want to add that to your list, add that to your list. Um, I got to check out pieces of the uh, Tiger Woods documentary. 
And I will say, I've seen the first two episodes. I'm not really sure what's being aired on the HBO side, like how they, you know, because sometimes they stagger it. They'll have it on HBO and they'll show consecutive episodes, but then on the streaming sites, they might only show two episodes and then hold the rest. But I saw the first two episodes and I will say it was definitely dope and enlightening. Um, uh, I'm ready for it to take the, the dark twist uh, where they start talking about all the women and the drugs and this and that. But right now, I'm just at the part where, you know, he got the uh, DUI. But he had uh, prescription drugs in his system. And he had, like, three different back surgeries. And, you know, they slapped him with a DUI. I think that's, like, I don't know. I feel some type of way about that those type of situations. Because it's like, man, I was prescribed this medicine. You feel me? And now I'm being criminally charged for taking the medicine and it's always sad to see somebody like abusing drugs that they were prescribed they got addicted to after having the surgery but that's another conversation um it was very hard to see the fact that he up to that point everything in the media was about him being this golfer and creating this persona of being larger than life or creating this sauna uh of being a human who is perfect and then when this happens, the DUI situation, the media just ate it up. It was Tiger Woods is finished and Tiger Woods this and that, blah, blah, blah. Just like they just went to total slander mode. It was also crazy to see how at the beginning when he gets his Nike deal, they wanted to play off the fact that he was black and everything about him being black. And because, you know, at that time, golf was a white man sport and black people really weren't allowed to be there and da 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 da. And then when he starts making some money, blah, 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 it becomes Tiger Woods is multiracial when he's saying stuff about him not being black. And then when trouble and turmoil comes on, then what? He's black again. So... Yeah, but anyway, nonetheless, I'm very excited to see the outcome. Saw his ex-wife on the documentary. It took me back to the time when I met her. I used to be a valet at these condos uh, when I was in college. And um, she came through, uh, long story short, she was dating one of the guys that lived in one of the condos. He was, you know, a big, uh, uh, what is it, uh, oil, uh, what is it, energy company, like, owners. And uh, he had, like, two condos at the spot. You know, you, you know, balling. It's energy money. So he started dating her, and uh, she came one time, and she came, whatever, and she was leaving when I was coming to work that morning, one of the mornings, and she was talking about how she was taking a private jet with her friends, and they were flying to Paris, you know, just a different level of balling. And speaking of a different level of balling, so how the guy that ended up dating her at the time had met her was because he lived next door to him and Tiger, I mean, her and Tiger Woods, right? So they get a divorce, he starts dating her, and then you want to know some more balling shit? He bought their house that <laughs> her and Tiger Woods were living in that's next door to him. So he bought another beach house that was, yeah, like, you know, just another level of balling. But rest in peace to him because he ended up dying in a helicopter crash like a few years back. You know, it's one of them situations where you see like a person that has all the material things that you would think everybody will want. You know what I'm saying? And even they can't escape tragic death. So, you know, like I always say, appreciate the small things and be grateful. And on some real shit I noticed the other day, like... I go through phases with social media, like, as far as, like, when I want to be on it and posting and all that, and then it's to a point where it just gets exhausting, even, like, scrolling through all these posts and seeing what people are doing or whatever, 
And I just been trying. I don't know, man. I just been in my own head. I don't know. I just been chilling. I haven't posted on Instagram in a while or Facebook. And, you know, I post like a little something here and there if I'm like sharing something that needs to be promoted for a project I'm working on, something like that. But I haven't felt like posting anything about the podcast. I haven't felt like taking a random picture so I can post it. I just been chilling. And when you really think about it, like when a lot of people come to me and they always say about starting a podcast or doing this or doing that and it involves a social media, it's like really, bro, social media is a whole nother job within itself. Because if you don't have the social media presence, you know, you're not going to get the following unless you got another way to try to get you listens or whatever. So, you know, outside of you living your everyday life, outside of you doing your podcast or your YouTube or whatever you're doing, it's your side hustle. You also got to have time to do that social media push. And at the time, I just ain't been feeling it. But I'm pretty lazy, though. But I be doing a lot, though, at the same time. You know, like I always say, I take care of my grandma and my great aunt. And, man, they keep me busy as hell, as always. Like, you know. And uh, shout out to my great aunt, too. She just turned 88. God is good, man. She just turned 88. And uh, I'm just grateful that I got people that help take care of her. She got her caregivers because she suffers from Alzheimer's and dementia. So, you know, it already can be a full job dealing with that. The other day, I get a call from the caregiver from her house. And she like, oh, you know, the heat not working, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, damn, I hope I ain't got to get in a whole new furnace. You know what I'm saying? So uh, long story short, it ended up being a leak on her roof that went to leak onto the furnace control panel, blew the control panel out. And so I had to get a roofer to come fix the roof and then call the heat and cooling people back over a couple of days later uh, to fix that. But it's just like it's always something. And it was like, bro, it was in the middle of like the coldest times we got in St. Louis right now. Like it, like a couple of them days, it was like seven or eight degrees at night. So uh, but I will say her house was very well built because it was very insulated and um, it was like 78 degrees in the house, you know, with the space heaters that I bought. I bought some really good space heaters from Home Depot uh, with the protection joint on it. So it shut off after a certain time, certain temperature, it kicked back on. But, uh, yeah, it was 78 degrees in the crib, uh, which I'm grateful for that because, you know, it was, it was, you know, stressing me out because I ain't want my great aunt you know, in a cold house or, or, you know, or trying to figure out if I should bring her to my crib or my grandma's crib. So it all worked out and it wasn't bad either. Ended up being like a couple hundred dollars to get the roof fixed. And then since I got a protection situation, a plan like every year with the heating and cooling company that comes and service the furnace and the air conditioner and stuff like that, end up being no charge for the, uh, the control panel. So, man, I remember when I first moved into my crib, I was 18 and the furnace had went out, right? So I had to get another one, but they couldn't install it for like, I don't know, a couple of days. You know how that shit go. I got to order a part or whatever. So I'm in the crib and it's cold as a mother. Like I had some little space heaters. I remember being wrapped up in a blank. I'm talking about it's like 10 degrees outside, 7 degrees outside. And it's not like I didn't have anywhere else to go. I didn't want to. I had just got in my crib. So I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just thug this shit out. Man, I had some some <laughs> some pots uh, boiling on the stove with water. So to create that steam, I had these cool little space heaters popping. You know, and it was, hey, it was a fun time for me. You know what I'm saying? But I will say, I, I realized that I had all these different drafts in the crib, you know, that I had to take care of, you know, getting windows replaced and doors and basically adulting, you know. At one point in life when you grow up, you got to realize that you got to have money for 
just mistakes. Man, the other day I had to take my car to the shop because my window motor had went out in my BMW, right? Now, honestly, for a while, I was thugging it out. The window was up. I wasn't using it. I was just like, whatever, because I already knew the, the car is out of warranty now. So it's going to be, I mean, I'm going to at least have to spend 500 right? So on this particular day, I accidentally hit the button or something, and the window tried to go down, and then I tried to hit it back up. It wouldn't go back up, right? So I'm like, fuck. So it's, it's down. So I checked the weather <laughs> and to see if it was going to rain. Bro, it was like it was going to snow, all this. Shit. I said, damn. So I had to take it the next day to the dealership because, like, if I would have took it to the little specialist shop that, you know, you can go to uh, that do work a little cheaper, they don't have no loaner cars, and it might take forever. You know, one of them type of situations. I had to get to and fro from work. You know, I don't have time for my car to sit for a day or so, and I don't have no transportation. So I took it to the dealership, bro. I'm like, all right. So, long story short, man, just for me to get the window regulator, which is like with the motor or something fixed, it was a whopping $948, bruh. You know, that's why as it says it right on front of the car. Bring money with you. BMW. <laughs> like, man. So, you know. It, like I say, money for incidentals, you know what I'm saying? You got to have something, man, because you don't know what the hell could happen. I was chilling with my homegirl, Frost, and uh, her birthday just passed. Happy birthday to you, Ash. Uh, and, you know, we be having these, like, life-life conversations, man. And we was just breaking down, like, realistic shit about, like, you know, money for the future. And she works with, like, finances, so... She's all into that type of stuff. And she was just hipping me to the game of, like, you know, certain little apps you can use to make a quick buck here and there or to set, like, little goals, like, you know, uh, and it'll invest your money. Um, you know, I've been using Acorns for a while. She was using something named Digit. I've been using Acorns since about 2017, and I just put $10 a week in mine. And honestly, I started to forget that I had it in my, you know, uh, I had the actual app. Like, I remember having to contact customer support to get the password because I forgot that I even was using it. One day, I was like, let me check it. And I checked it, and I was like, oh, okay, damn, all right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like building money and building, you know, a little interest on there with the the way it invests in stocks. Uh, I also, um, what have I been using? Oh, uh, buying stocks on Cash App, like little stocks here and there, you know, um, I'm not trying to spend five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars on a stock right now. Like I don't really know too much about it, you know. And I think that's like the problem with the internet in a sense. It's like people hype up a lot of stuff. People want to be woke so bad sometimes and don't really know the information and, and can't explain it half the time. But be trying to get you to invest in something or jump off the deep end with them because they didn't did it. You know, like that GameStop situation. I don't know the exact like ins and outs of it. With the stock, I just know I got up one day. People was going crazy about GameStop stock and how it made all this money, this and that. Then you turned out what they did was they created an inflation bubble, and it ended up being all bad. You know, so I mean, we gotta just accept really that it, there ain't too many ways you can just get rich quick, legitly. The other day I was just chilling. It was probably been like ten thirty at night. I was asleep, matter of fact, and uh, this girl called me that I used to date or whatever. 
And but it was like a, one of them drunk calls. You know how you get one of them drunk calls, or how you make drunk calls. Or I've made drunk calls. But anyway, she was drunk calling me, but she was at a bar and she was like, "Come see me and all this shit." And I'm just like, "I mean, uh, nah, I'm good." You know what I'm saying? Like you posting all the time online about your boyfriend and all these pictures and this shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but then you get drunk and I'm on your brain and you calling me. So it's like. That made me really realize, like, damn, because I done been drunk calling before back in the day or drunk texting. You know what I'm saying? It just made me realize, like, damn, man, how goofy I looked doing that. <laughs> you know? I had a woman I used to drunk text. Her name was Simone. I used to just, I don't know what it was. Every time I would get drunk, because we had went out a few times and kicked it, and I had got drunk, and, like, I don't even remember what happened, but I, I made a total ass of myself with her. And then, so she wouldn't fuck with me no more, right? So, uh, fast forward, like, I, like random times when I would get drunk, I don't know, my brain was, like, programmed to, like, t- text her or something or hit her up and, and say, like, hey, you want to hang out or whatever the hell. Of course, she ain't never really replied. She would, like, she would curve the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had, uh, fast forward, right? I had seen her uh, down the line. And uh, out <laughs> just randomly at this hookah spot. And uh, I don't know. Like, it was like one of them things where it's like I seen her and I was like, shit, like, what do I do? Because I already know I done made an ass of myself like a few times. So do I like, say what's up? I mean, she was cool. Say what's up. Gave her a hug. We kept it pushing. But I'm sure she probably was thinking like this crazy ass nigga, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, man, you do some crazy shit when you're drunk, drunk texting, drunk calling. Just be careful. Just do yourself a favor and delete the temptation. Delete the phone number. Go on social media. Unfollow their page. You ain't got to, like, unfriend the page, but you can do it to where they stuff don't even come across your timeline no more, so you don't even have to see them. Just do that. I've been there. It happens to the best of us, you know? Moral of the story is to remove the temptation. But before I get out of here, I definitely want to touch on the, the situation that has been going on currently in Texas due to the past ice storms and it's just crazy to believe and understand that 20-degree weather would completely knock out their power for days as well as, you know, you got people's houses flooding due to freezing pipes. And I'm thinking, like, man, like, what, are majority of the pipes down there, were they plastic pipes? And I don't know anything about construction or none of that stuff. I just know I had a friend who had a crib that uh, their their pipes froze, and they found out that the landlord had plastic pipes you know, for that water, etc. And I'm thinking like, well, you know, this is St. Louis. You know, you got to have whatever the weather resistant situation is with your piping. But uh, my mother is down in Texas and she was displaced for a little minute. Uh, she she lost power. And I remember her telling me she was in her car for a while uh, to keep warm at uh, the height of the situation because that was when the power first went out. Uh, she was able to go to some friends' houses that did have power and she was good. Uh, luckily, nothing happened to her crib. Uh, my cousin's down there. My boy Rashad Chubbs is down there. So I'm glad all my family and friends were safe down there. But you got people that were really displaced. And you got people that have pretty much lost everything due to this situation. And my heart and my prayers go out to those people, you know, because um, it's very hard to bounce back. As soon as I seen everything, and I just thought about people that probably were laid off for a while due to the pandemic and finally getting back together on their feet and everything because they're working. And then this happens, you know, it's just a sad situation. I did see uh, uh Instagram video where there was a young lady. She went to the more 
uh, richer areas of Texas, and they weren't affected by it at all, you know. Uh, well, Houston, Texas, I believe it was. They they weren't affected by it at all. You know, everybody was out of power, and, you know, the houses that were over and under a half a million dollars in those neighborhoods, they were cool. They had working stoplights, et cetera. And it's just a sad situation, man, just to think that, you know, of all those people who have been displaced, you know, stuff, situations like that break my heart. And I also just thought about, too, you know, uh, Texas just had that hurricane situation a few years back where things went crazy and yeah man so uh so all my people down there man keep your head up and uh uh I just pray that you get some type of relief and your situation is able to be fixed and go back to normal as much as possible but we're gonna ride out like this new music from just stole it's called out of me fly respective podcast she won't get that out of me she won't get that out of me she won't get that out of me she won't get that out of me. WB niggas in a makeup. This yeah, she won't get that out of me. She want me to yell so I can fuck up a sale. She won't get that out of me. She want a new bag with the new bundles to match. She won't get that out of me. She asked for some paper to ride with a whole nigga. She won't get that out of me. She want me to save her, but I'm straight stack of paper. She won't get that out of me. She, she, she won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. She want me to yell so I can fuck up the sale. She won't get that out of me. She want a new bag with the new bundles to match. She won't get that out of me. She asked for some paper been riding with a whole nigga. She won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. Lil Shardy don't lie to me. I be hitting that shit from the back. She like, hold on, don't pull out on me. Lil Shardy a thirst, steady bitch about a purse. She won't get that out of me. She want me to hit her. Talk about she fuck my nigga. She won't get that out of me. Take care of the bills. Say fuck how I feel. She won't get that out of me. And she also dick, but expecting me to eat her. She won't get that out of me. And she want a new bag. I ain't even get to smash. She won't get that out of me. And a bitch so mad that a nigga won't get mad. She won't get that out of me. And child support. Fuck, fuck it, let's go to court, but you won't get that out of me. Let me be a daddy. Keep regretting that you mad. You won't get that out of me. Child support. Fuck, fuck it. Let's go to court, but you won't get that out of me. Let me be a daddy. Keep regretting that you met me. You won't get that out of me. She want me to yell so I can fuck up the sale. She won't get that out of me. She want a new bag with the new bundles to match. She won't get that out of me. She asked for some paper to ride with a whole nigga. She won't get that out of me. She want me to save her, but I'm straight stack of paper. She won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. She want me to yell so I can fuck up the sale. She won't get that out of me. She want a new bag with the new bundles to match. She won't get that out of me. She asked some paper, been riding with a whole nigga. She won't get that out of me. She, she won't get nothing from out of me. I'm trying to stack up my broccoli. Used to pull up just a five tree. I used to cry when she tried to leave. Now she get nothing from out of me. I'm with the church and I prayed on. I got the devil up off of me. He say I owe him the last pack. He won't get nothing from out of me. I've been finessing since 17. Don't, don't wanna see that best side of me. They interrogating and trying me, but they don't get nothing from out of me. Scope friend of me at 17. Then I invested in selling green. I sure they think she can smoke for free, but she don't get nothing from out of me. She want me to yell so I can fuck up the sale. She won't get that out of me. She want a new bag with the new bundles to match. She won't get that out of me. She asked for some paper to ride with a whole nigga. She won't get that out of me. She want me to save her, but I'm straight stack of paper. She won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. She want me to yell so I can fuck up the sale. She won't get that out of me. She want a new bag with the new bundles to match. She won't get that out of me. She asked for some paper to ride with a whole nigga. She won't get that out of me. Y'all already know, man. Make sure y'all cop that WB the mixtape. <laughs> cop that new Q scope, man. We all our way up next, man. Just though, she won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me. She won't get that out of me.